in three words. The best stories. What is showing some of the best things going on right now? The, the best, best stories, stories are authentic. They are relevant. Thought-provoking. Emotional is probably the first The best one stories are humorous. Shareable. They I think are emotional. entertaining. They're unique. I, I would and say relevant. inspiring. Honest. Real. Colorful. And they're emotional. Those are some of the best stories. Hello and welcome to another episode of Storyteller. It's the monthly live stream that is produced by Tagboard, but most importantly, it is powered by all of you. That's right. Tagboard will take care of the graphics, but your engagement is what brings the energy. To get us started, some introductions. My name is Sky Muller. And I'm Kristen Rogers. Make sure that you are bringing that energy, as Sky mentioned. We want you interacting with us on our Twitter thread or the LinkedIn live chat. Let us know where you're watching from. Have your phone handy because we do have everyone's favorite tag board trivia coming up later in the show. And if you are attending NAB, stick around for the end of the show where we're going to be presenting an opportunity to earn some drink tickets. Yes, that is really price of admission right there. Drink tickets keep people around. So today's storyteller is a leader in the media and tech space. And don't take my word for it. She's been properly recognized for all her hard work with Ad Age 40 Under 40, Variety New Leaders in Digital, and honored by Synopsis as one of the top women in media. Yeah, for the last eight years, she's been playing a key role in building Twitter's content business from the ground up, recently expanding her role as she now leads the U.S. Content Partnerships team, overseeing entertainment, news, and sports. Sarah Rosen, welcome to the Storyteller stage. Hi, thanks so much for having me. That's quite an intro. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> well, Sarah, yeah, you have quite the resume there. We're so excited to, to have you on Storyteller. And we always like to get things started by asking the same question to all of our storytellers. So please fill in the blank here. In your best opinion, the best stories are blank, blank, and blank. Okay. I think relatable, succinct, and evoke emotion, whether that's sadness, happiness, feelings, love, whatever. There's some emotion involved. I like this. The, those one. align I think with that's mine the first as well. time we've had that. I like so, well, I work at Twitter. That's Everything it. <laughs> Set amount of characters. Yeah. <laughs> one thing that's not succinct, Sarah, is your resume. It is long. You've been working hard for your whole career. And it's, a, it's really a greatest hits of, I mean, big logos, really big time positions. And so I want people to get a sense of kind of how you got to where you are today. Let's do it in the theme of Twitter though, with Twitter moments of your professional career, maybe two moments that really have shaped who you are and, and where you are today. Sure. Okay. Two, if I had to pick two, I think number one would be I landed an internship before my senior year of college at Fox Searchlight in the publicity department, um, where I ultimately ended up working after college. That experience and the exposure to the entertainment industry and the film world was so incredible. And I knew I could never have a quote, normal job and absolutely had to be part of entertainment and media. And that really is what set me off in the trajectory that I've been on. Um, and I think the number two moment was accepting a job at Twitter almost eight years ago. Um, when if at the time, the person when I resigned said to me, that's kind of a risky move. They might not be around for a while. And now, eight years later, um, Twitter's everywhere. And so um, that really changed, fundamentally changed 
where I was going and all of my knowledge and getting my foot in the door with tech and using all of my entertainment and media experience to apply it to where I am now. My favorite stories are the ones where someone questions the move and you look back <laughs> in a decade later and you're like, hey, you know, look, look at me now. And I know entertainment is really a lot of your background. And so let's start with entertainment. And we're coming off Oscars. And there was a moment during the Oscars, I, everyone's well aware of now, of between Will Smith and Chris Rock and, and the famous slap. And now I wasn't actually watching the Oscars. Uh, sorry, Oscars fans. Um, but I was on Twitter because that is where I live. And I saw the conversation happening on Twitter. And I did immediately tune into the Oscars at that point. And so, Sarah, my question for you, like from a breaking news standpoint, the world reacting together to this big organic moment and, and then all that driving tune in on the show itself, is that one of those organic live moments that really does highlight the power of Twitter? I mean, 100%. In fact, someone tweeted last night that everyone was looking at their phones trying to figure out what was happening. And I actually retweeted them and said, correction, everyone's looking at Twitter. Because when something like that happens and you want to find out what the backstory is, what is the context, there's no other place to go other than Twitter. And Twitter had everything first. You know, we, we spend a lot of time working with our entertainment partners around their temples. And obviously, viewer habits are changing on, on linear television. But what hasn't changed is these major temple award shows are still extremely relevant and the conversation is still on fire on Twitter and people come to Twitter to find out what's go what's going on. And if there is an explosive moment that happens in the show, whether it's an interaction between two people, um, perhaps the wrong winner is announced, maybe someone gives a killer acceptance speech, Twitter is what lights up and everyone starts talking about it and then they need to tune in because it's driving massive FOMO and you've got to know what's going on. No one wants to miss those big moments. Yeah. And Sarah, it's not only just, okay, I now have to go turn on the Oscars. It's okay. Let me stay on Twitter because I need to know what Will Smith is saying. I need to know what Chris Rock is saying. I mean, Twitter is the platform where you're also seeing the celebrities that are in, involved in some of these situations. Like they, they tell us what's happening, right? Like we get their side of the story too. So it's, it's truly a, a kind of a full circle conversation as well. Absolutely. I stayed up way past my intended bedtime last <laughs> night because the show ended and I needed more yeah. and then I needed more and then I dived into some history and then there was more takes and um, it's great. It's the greatest place to be during any sort of a live event, whether it's in breaking news, a sporting event. I mean, March Madness Twitter is pretty fire also yeah. um, or, or an entertainment event. It's, it's really where you want to be and you are surrounded by millions of other fans all watching and talking about the same thing at the same time, which is almost impossible to replicate anywhere else. It's true. That's where the, the conversation is. Um, now, Sarah, let's shift a little bit. Uh, let's talk about monetizing content, monetizing that conversation. And that aligns with the start of the time your, your time you started at Twitter, which was the launch of Twitter Amplify, uh, having brands partner with networks and leagues to add pre or post rule ads, ultimately monetizing that content. What are the biggest differences in the Twitter content business from 2013 to where we sit today? I mean, I think the single biggest difference is in 2013, we didn't have native video. So to yeah. get to see a video required, I think at the time it was at least two, maybe three clicks, mm -hmm. um, which was 
a real delight to explain to our partners. Um, and where we are today is we have this army of the best content partners in the world that know to put their content first on Twitter, put their best sports highlights as, as they're happening in the game, the best moments from their entertainment events or their shows, breaking news. And they are using Twitter in a regular, systematic way to engage with their audience, push out their content, and ultimately provide advertisers a way to align that and drive an incremental revenue stream for them on Twitter. Um, it's, a, it's a really successful business that is um, providing revenue for these content partners and ultimately for Twitter and giving advertisers a way to be a part of the biggest cultural moments in real time, which has just worked for everyone. And we're so proud of where it is today. When you talk about those content partners, uh, I think of, you know, kind of achieving their business objectives. And it takes me back to, we actually had TJ Adeshola, your friend and colleague on Storyteller uh, about a year ago. And one thing that TJ said was, you're trying to help answer the question, how do you leverage the power of Twitter to achieve your business objectives? So what are some of just the common business objectives that your partners are looking to achieve? First of all, let's hope everyone likes me better than TJ. Yeah, yeah. In the so chat, that, that let's cool. show support. So show support. <laughs> yeah. um, so, you, you know, I think every content partner struggles with how to reach their audience and engage their audience. It's a really fragmented landscape with their audience is not in one single place. They're on multiple social platforms. They're viewing whether they might be streaming the content. They might be watching on linear TV. They might be catching it up, catching up on it on Twitter. Um, so there is an ongoing consistent challenge for content par partners to figure out how to engage with their audiences um, and continue to build and leverage those fandoms. And that's part of what we do with, with our Amplify program. Yes, we are there to drive revenue, but fundamentally, we're there to help the partners be successful on Twitter. How do you talk to your audience? What do they want to see? What kind of content is going to perform well? And we also have a lot of empathy for these content partners who are working with a whole host of platforms. And there isn't really a clear playbook of what you should do with each. And so we view ourselves as having a responsibility to guide our partners and help them understand how Twitter fits into the overall flywheel of their content publishing across multiple platforms, because it should be an and. You should absolutely be publishing on Instagram and TikTok and YouTube and Twitter. And our job is to tell you what is going to perform well on Twitter, what your audience on Twitter wants to see, what kind of voice you should have on Twitter so that you can be as successful as possible to leverage the power of our platform. And a lot of people in, in our audience, it's made up of producers, VPs of digital content, marketers, uh, broadcast execs, execs across entertainment, both news, sports, all of it. And a lot of them have, I would imagine, similar roles to the people that you're probably talking to, to, to help answer those questions and to, to the people that you're guiding. And so for the people in our audience, are there some answers on maybe how they can hit that objectives? I know you said it's very different. Everyone's kind of got their own, but is there one that like high level that's like you tell everyone that it just goes across the line? I think number one above all is you have to be authentic to your brand and your brand voice. Um, 
Twitter users are smart. They can sniff out BS real quick and they are not afraid to call you on it. Um, So the key to success is being true to who you are. And some of the most successful brands on Twitter, whether it's content brands or um, consumer brands, the reason that they're successful on Twitter is because they've built a voice and they stay true to that voice. And it's a voice that's authentic to their brand and their audience. So I think that's number one. So number two would be being conversational. Um, fans want to hear from you. They want to talk to you. They want to have a conversation. They've got opinions. They want to break down the latest show, latest episode of Real Housewives. They want to talk about what happened in last night's basketball game. And for you to be able to be part of that conversation with your fans only serves to build those fandoms deeper and um, make your users that much more dedicated to your brand. And Sarah, I think it's in some of those moments too, when you do have a brand that is so authentic to who they are in their voice and they're, you know, conversating with their, um, with their customers and clients as well. And like their users, those moments can then go viral as well back on Twitter. So I feel like it's kind of that, that, you know, that grocery store, um, analogy of like, it's never like, there's always going to be something that can be picked up. There's always something in movement. Um, and it's, and it's all happening right there on, on Twitter. Um, Sarah, we did talk about monetization and monetization, and uh, now we want to touch even more on engagement. Um, but first, we are going to break things up for a second as we are hitting the halfway mark on this episode of Storyteller. So pull those phones out get ready to scan the QR code on screen because it is time for Tagboard Trivia Twitter edition. You just heard us call out Tagboard Trivia during the Storyteller live experience. If you're listening on the podcast, no need to worry. You can play along as well. We dropped a link in the show notes or go to tagboard.com slash storyteller. Scroll down a little and you'll see the trivia. Welcome back. We hope you dropped a quick 100% on Twitter trivia. Uh, We are back now with Twitter's Sarah Rosen, Senior Director and Head of U.S. Content Partnerships. Sarah, we spoke about monetization. Now let's touch on another topic where we really see the power of Twitter, and that is engagement. Um, A lot of the engagement comes through innovation, something that the Twitter Next team does so well. As you look on the news side of things now, can you share an example of someone setting a standard for innovating well and how they're pulling it all off. Yeah, I I think I would have to call out Bloomberg. Bloomberg is really, really good at what they do. Um, Besides being incredibly quick to publish in real-time updates, if anything is breaking, they leverage a variety of formats across Twitter. They're doing a ton of spaces that are really interesting. I encourage everyone to tune into them. They play around with Twitter moments a lot in a really impactful way. Um, They leverage a variety of handles that they own, whether it's across business, politics, crypto, technology, they are authoritative in their voice, but they are able to explain complex topics in a short and succinct way, which really resonates with the Twitter audience. They leverage data and infographics and data visualizations in a way that helps everyone understand what they're trying to communicate and what's going on real time in the world. And I just think they're really impressive as a content partner on Twitter. And I love, too, in that example, Sarah, I mean, it's not like they're just using one thing. They're using the full scope of Twitter, right? So they're really able to innovate to the best of their ability because they're using everything that Twitter has to offer. Yeah, absolutely. 
Okay, on the entertainment side of things, um, obviously we just saw what you pulled off with the Oscars, uh, the fans voting Army of the Dead as their favorite movie of the year. We were involved with your partners at Vogue Magazine pulling off the Met Gala live stream that grabbed 7.2 million views. Uh, Sarah, do you mind sharing an entertainment partner who you think is really innovating well? Yeah, I think there's a couple. Um, MTV has always been one of our most innovative partners. We've had um, a few iterations of the VMA stand cam around their VMAs show where fans could actually vote to see a unique camera angle. They're always willing to test. They are really top bar of the way that they hand use their handles and how they communicate with their fans and the authenticity of the at MTV voice. It's real, it's true, and it's engaging with their audience. But I also need to call out Billboard and Variety. We launched partnerships with both of them last year around actually creating charts based off conversation for music and for television. Um, they were really innovative in the way they wanted to partner with these data sets and creating um, content around data, which is which which is new and innovative, and they're just always working to find new ways to push their content out and that's going to be engaging with their audiences. And um, they really have their finger on the pulse of what's going on on the platform and in pop culture in general. Love when you can integrate data into it, especially there, there's so much data out there of tracking of just the conversations that are happening across all these different communities on Twitter, if you will. Sarah, how have things changed as it, as it relates to engagement over the last few years? You did mention Spaces, which has been a huge new source of engagement for colleges. I mean, colleges during the recruitment period on Spaces or during like the coaching like changes has been crazy. But what are what are some new kind of engagement things you've seen as far as content strategy goes? Yeah, Spaces is huge. I think we're only going to see more in the audio world. It just makes it so seamless and is such an interesting way to consume, interesting and and actually quite natural way to consume the content on Twitter. So that's been great. Um, I also think, you know, a few years ago when we first launched live streaming on Twitter, we were actually streaming the Thursday night NFL games. We've moved away from longer form live streams and are really focused on short real-time content um, because we've gotten better at understanding what's going to perform and what is the content that works on Twitter. And so, you know, what people want is short, snackable content. It's Twitter. They want to catch up on what's happening and they want to move on and keep scrolling. And so um, we've helped guide our partners in how to evolve their engagement. And then, you know, what I think is you're going to continue to see from Twitter is more engagement with creators and individuals, think journalists, um, think real really important people on the platform um, and also building out communities and interests so that it's easier for people to find topics that they want to follow and connect with other users um, that have shared interests and really creating that community feel on this massive platform. Yeah, because it feels like there is a community for everyone on Twitter, right? No matter what you're interested in, March Madness, the Oscars, there's always going to be someone to talk about what you're interested in. In within um, within Twitter, uh, Sarah. Excellent. We're going to get into some named segments here now. Uh, we're going to start with hashtag that. If you can shorten the key to successful engagement into a hashtag, what would that hashtag be? For example, hashtag don't forget your fans. What would yours be? Um, hashtag make it easy to spell and hashtag make it memorable and unique. That is a I great like one. On I mean on both of those. Cause I've seen hashtags where I see it up there and then I'm like trying to use it and I forgot a what it was and B how to spell it. And that's a, that's a huge one. 
You yeah. don't want people misspelling your hashtag. And if there's an opportunity to misspell it, they will, myself included. So hashtag make it easy to spell. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I've even seen to the point of some misspelled hashtags like start to trend because everyone's misspelling it. So that's that's a that's a great point. Make it easy to spell. <laughs> Moving on, the next one, I love this segment. The Twitter time machine. And on this one, we are going to look back at I found an old tweet actually from you, Sarah. And we're going to put it on screen and shout out Twitter's advanced search. They made this a lot easier. I didn't have to scroll, 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 scroll. But I found a tweet from June 2014, World Cup viewing party at Twitter HQ. I mean, first off, after the last few years, I dream of like an, an HQ watch party for the World Cup. But um, talk a, a little bit about how the uh, that experience was, how excited you are for the upcoming World Cup. And then I know you probably can't give much, but any teases you can give us for what Twitter's doing with your, your content partners for World Cup, we would gladly appreciate. Yeah, absolutely. So that tweet was actually one of my first tweets as a new hire. I was at my new hire orientation in San Francisco and thought I had entered a utopian society of this mecca and was blown away. And all of these employees were in the commons watching the World Cup on all these screens. And I couldn't believe my luck that I got to work here. And eight years later, almost eight years later, I still feel the same way. Um, listen, the World Cup on Twitter is like nothing else. It will be on fire. You are going to see all of the best content from all of the teams in real time. There's going to be a ton of conversation. There's going to be a ton of hot takes. And it's going to be everyone's favorite time to tune in and just wait. It's going to be really exciting. I can't wait. <laughs> and USA qualified, shout out USA qualifying and yes. Canada qualifying. So uh, it's going to be the, the North American takes are going to be coming. <laughs> they, they definitely are. Um, Sarah, as we close out uh, our, our storyteller, we always like to do it with a storyteller shout out. Um, we're also closing out uh, Women's History Month. And I think it's so important this month and let's be honest, every single month to recognize and shout out the women who are just so badass and making a difference. Um, I wanna give you the chance to shout out a few women who inspire you or you think deserve uh, a shout out here. I'm gonna shout out two women at Twitter. Um, Sarah Personette, who is our chief customer officer and Leslie Berland, who's our chief marketing officer, are two women in very senior leadership roles um, that I look up to and truly lead by example. They are both working mothers. They both approach every day leading with empathy and giving space for uh, employees to thrive and succeed and bring their whole selves to work. Um, they are the kind of women that I aspire to be and I feel lucky that I've gotten to work with both of them and they deserve a shout out. They, they've helped make Twitter as the amazing place that it is. Yeah. Heck yeah. Absolutely incredible. Again, not just this month. I mean, let's be real, every single month. And as we know, 365, those women are paving the way for every single one of us that's working in media and tech. So thank you to them. Glad we're able to shout them out. Absolutely. And Sarah, you're one of those women as well. So thank you very much for giving us your time today to um, share the fire that we see on the timeline and also a little behind the scenes of what goes into to making all that happen. So we really appreciate you joining us for this episode of Storyteller and giving us the time as a leader in media, sports, and the tech space that um, we all love this space. So, so thank you very much. 
Thank you for having me. I'm going to do the wave because I do that now since the quarantine. Yes. I give the awkward Zoom wave. So here it is. Thanks for having me. Nice to see you all. See you on the timeline. I feel yes. so honored. We got the wave. <laughs> and as Sarah mentioned, see you on the timeline. Make sure you go follow Sarah on Twitter or connect with her on her LinkedIn as well. All the spaces. As we send you off, we promised at the start, we're going to have an opportunity to get you some drink tickets at NAB. So we're going to throw a QR code on screen, get that phone ready, scan that QR code. If you're attending NAB, drop your email in. We're going to pick a few of you, few of you as we host a happy hour in Las Vegas for NAB. We'll be getting you some free drink tickets on Tagboard. Take care.